Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Adulting on Purpose with me, your host Jambi. Today, we start this podcast with a quote from Drumroll, please. Jambi Kamau. Yes, I am wise. Get with it. So, Jambi says, and I quote, Nobody needs good manners, but you certainly require good habits. Bookmark that, tweet it, share it. Anyway, and just in case you're not convinced and you need to hear it from the patriarchy, um, okay, the patriarchy comment is overkill, but let's just move on. Sean Covey says, and I quote, depending on what they are, our habits will, will either make us or break us. We become what we repeatedly do, end quote. I am certainly a creature of habit. I think more now as an adult than ever before. I think before I used to identify as a person who just did not like change. I I think there was never a more annoying clubbing concept to me than was club hopping. Like, why the fuck? In fact, everything bad that ever happens on a night out happens while you're jumping from place to place. It was just a bad, bad idea. If you're in that stage of your life, don't do it. Now, when you get the idea in your mind to create that ideal purpose-filled life for ourselves, we always start to think, ah, if I had more money, I could level up in this way. Or if I had a better job, I could show up like this. Or if only I was married to a different person, hmm? this would be an easier relationship. If I was as talented as Nani, I'd also be killing it in this business. Well, okay. That is all well and good, but we gather here on Tuesdays for the weekly dose of truth about life things, and I'm here to break it to you. My friend, it's not money or talent or a better family or spouse or partner or anything you think, whatever you have filled that space with, you think you need. In fact, while all of these things are within your circle of influence, they also exist in the weaknesses and threat box of the SWOT analysis, in that they also depend on the unity of purpose by other people. That is, for you to get a better job, there needs to be an organization looking or needing your particular skill set. A better relationship requires you to find that partner who also wants what you want. More money also depends upon the money owner needing and then purchasing your service or product. So while you have control, and we have talked about the mental environment in a previous episode, while you have control over these things in one in that one way, it also depends heavily on other things. And they make the for the perfect excuses to do nothing. On any other channel, that might be bad news. But here, you find a control freak and a fixer of all problems. You know, and I say this lightly, but it's true. I don't know myself as a person who gets stuck in shit. Hence this podcast, by the way, when I realized that this adulting shit was kicking my ass, I had to find a hack and I continued to do it because, ladies and gents, it doesn't get easier. You just graduate to new levels of more things to figure out. It's even worse when you have to leave out a purpose that is greater than anything you've seen around you before. But here we are, and I am digressing, as I usually do. Anyway, there are things that you do not have full control over. Salavi. But your habits are the portion of your life that you actually have full control over. <laughs> now, guys, for me, learning that, although I learned that very, very slowly, but it eventually became the ultimate life hack. It took so long to get it in my head. But it's also probably the most important thing you need to learn. It took millions, but today I want to break it down to you quick, quick. I want to get behind the scenes of habits and why, if you do nothing else with yourself this year, I would like you to consider evaluating and adjusting your habits to fit the life that you desire for thyself. So let's get into it. First and foremost, habits because habits have a cumulative effect. 
This is the big why of habits. Going back to the quote at the beginning, you become what you repeatedly do. James Clear, the author of Atomic Habits, which is a book I've talked about here, ad nauseum at this point, uses a very apt analogy for this. So you have two people um, say with the exact same body stats, right? So they look exactly the same and then they make a decision on the same day that from today, henceforth, I'll eat a burger for every meal and then the other person decides I'm going to eat a salad for every meal. Now, on the first day when they make the decision and this one eats a burger and this one eats a salad, when you look at them, there's, there's, you, you cannot even tell. There's no difference. And probably if you look at them in three or five days, there's probably still no outright difference that you can tell between these two people. But if they continue doing this for three, four, five months, just by looking at these two people and being told that there's one, one of these two people eats burgers only and this one other person eats salads only. You don't need to be told that this is the person who eats salads and this one is the person who eats burgers every day. The, there is, it's apparent, like it's just there, it's on your face. You can see it because that habit, those eating habits have an effect that becomes visible. It becomes the results that the entire world can see. Now, that works for everything in your life. The things you do on a day-to-day -day eventually become who you are. A person who works out daily and eats healthy whole foods becomes a healthy and fit person. It's apparent to themselves and to everyone who's looking on. A person who buys shoes and clothes and takeouts and things every day becomes a broke bitch. And it's apparent because they are the people in your inbox at some time of the month asking you to save them with like a soft loan on a shit has happened. The person who snoozes the alarm every day goes to bed after midnight on work nights, will be the person constantly late to work or meetings, never hitting deadlines because they just never have enough time of their day, constantly rushing between things. Their time management habits are terrible and you can tell from the outcome of what their life now becomes. Habits, good or bad, eventually define you and in turn how far you can go. Because of that cumulative effect, it is in your best interest to develop the good habits that will propel you to your ideals. If your health is important to you, start to think of some healthy habits you can adopt to become a healthier person. If your career or business is important to you, think of those good habits that you can adopt. You know, the time management, the calendar blocking, the good things that help you become more productive during the day. Bringing us to the second thing. Habits help you set up your routines. I have said it here before that the best way to ensure that your days are productive is to have routines. Every successful person out there can validate this. You will read it in biographies and hear it said everywhere that they say these things. That having routines throughout your day helps you have structure and thereby productivity in your days, which is the cornerstone for all success. You know, you have to do shit to be shit. Routines are made of habits. The things you do every day will make up your routines. If, for instance, you decide to create a habit of exercising, for example, you'll decide what time of the day you need to do that, right? And then you carve out the time. So for instance, I work out in the morning, so it's part of my morning routine. And it goes a little bit like this. I wake up, I have my water, then I make my coffee, which I take to my room. I make my bed, set out my clothes for the day and change into my workout clothes to get ready for my workout. All this while listening to a podcast. So this takes usually takes up about the first 30 to 35 minutes of my day. And then I get into my workout, which is already set out in a routine, usually for a month at a time with good reason that we will get into in just a minute. So that takes up another 40 to 45 minutes. Then I take a shower and get dressed for the day. And that marks the end of my morning routine. When that whole routine is over, I jump right to the next one, which is my work routine. Because yes, I am also an employee. 
and a good one on most days. So there's an entire routine that happens during the working hours, which again is also clearly defined by the little habits that, you know, the, if, uh, if you've been doing the exact same job for a couple of years, there are those things, you know how your, your workday is set up. You know what happens in the first couple of hours, the things that you need to do and all of that. So there's an entire routine that happens during your work hours and then that now ushers your evening routine you know what do you do in the evening do you cook do you clean do you do all of those things so at the end of the day you have a very properly structured day made up of routines and the routines are made up of little habits so when you look at all that those are many little habits that i have that make up the different hours of my day which in turn become the routines that are set out in my calendar with the times allocated for it that way i know it takes this number of hours to get all that done so you block out that time in your calendar for that purpose right so figure out your habits and fix them into your routines throughout the day you will be better for it trust me the third thing it frees up brain space. Now, <laughs> I might need a neurospecialist of sorts to explain this perfectly because it's a bit scientific, but there's this thing called decision fatigue. So your brain is set up such that it can only make so many decisions in a day. And this is also part of the reason why it's so easy to fall into habits, even bad ones, because your brain is constantly trying to conserve its, its energy by automating a lot of processes for you. So we all know by now that our brain is some sort of computer that takes commands and gives an output or something like that. I'm not geeky enough for this analogy, but... You understand what I'm saying. So when we create habits, our brain is happy because now that part of your day does not require you to expend energy. And the reason why you need to con conserve your energy is that thing I'm talking about called decision fatigue. So in decision-making psychology, decision fatigue refers to the deteriorating quality of decisions made by an individual after a long session of decision-making. And it is now understood as one of the causes of irrational trade-offs in decision-making. Now, if you have to wake up every day and start making decisions right from the time you wake up, okay, now... Do I, do I, what, is this the right time to wake up? Hmm? Okay, do I shower now or have breakfast first? Higher. Now, do I work out today or no? If I am working out, which workout am I doing? Higher. What do I wear from, for work now today? Is it the time to leave the house yet? Do I need to carry lunch? By the time you have walked out of your house to then to your next job, you have had to make so many little decisions. You've already used up a good percentage of your decision-making capacity. Your good decision-making capacity. By the time it's midday, you will be experiencing mad decision fatigue. And this is where mistakes start to happen. Now, for some people, miss those mistakes, those, those bad quality decisions are not a big deal. But when that is the surgeon operating on your friend at 3 p.m. or the pilot on your afternoon flight to Diani, that one bad decision is a matter of life and death. This is why habits are important. The good ones, most especially, help us eliminate the need for too many decisions in a day. So if your entire morning is set up, it means that you do not need to keep making decisions about what to do next or at this time. Going back to the workout routine, as I was saying, the reason I set it up for a whole month is again to eliminate the need to make that decision every day. You know, it's also a hack towards making it easier to do. Less friction means less excuses. This entire concept is better explained in Atomic Habits. He really goes into the micro details of habit forming and such. So if this is something that you really want to dig your heels into, I highly recommend James Clear's book. Now, there we have it, guys. Truth is, results, the physical things that you see in your life right now are a manifestation of your habits. I don't need to interview someone to tell, to tell you that they don't have a habit of exercise. It's apparent. I don't need your life story to know that you're a terrible time manager. That one, I can usually tell within the first few minutes of meeting people. And I pretty much judge people on that one thing. The moment I realize that your concept of time is warped, 
I know that you will never ever survive in my space that I am in. I don't know. Can you tell that part of the reason I do not have hour long episode? Because the day I can talk, I I can really I can go on for days. But the reason why these podcasts are these episodes are the number of minutes that they are is if I am calling on you to be purposeful about living your life and maximizing your potential, I cannot expect you to be sitting here for an, a whole sixty minutes learning about. The one little thing, one little adjustment that you need for your life, you know, like it doesn't make sense to me productively thinking. Yeah, so a little bit of this and you make a move, you know, waking up early. I, I don't think I have ever heard of anyone who sets an alarm to jump out of bed at 5.30 a.m. to binge on Netflix. So, you know, usually a habit, people who tell you that I wake up at this time every day, usually that for me denotes something of productivity or purpose. And let me just end it there, but with a quote from John Ivan. Good habits are worth being fanatical about. <laughs> that to say, guys, you definitely have not had the last of it on this channel. We will continue to talk about habits ad nauseum, so stick around. Or fuck off if you're not interested in moving your life along. I appreciate it either way. Thank you so much for chilling with me, folks. If you're anyone who would benefit from this or any other conversations that we've had on here, please share it with them. Let us contribute to the collective intelligence of the world because we are good humans. That end, thank you so much for rating and reviewing this podcast on Apple Podcasts. If you're there and if you haven't yet, please do that. It's free for you, but it means so much to me. On Anchor and every other app, please favorite, like this podcast, leave me a message, leave me a voice message with your feedback. I really enjoy those. Also, to everybody taking the time to reach out and say how the conversations here have reached them, thank you so much for saying it. My heart is full. See you next Tuesday. Bella, ciao.